Chapter 69 of Nights with Uncle Remus. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain and is read by Mark Smith of Simpsonville, South Carolina. Nights with Uncle Remus by Joel Chandler Harris. Chapter 69 Brer Fox's Fish Trap. The little boy wanted Uncle Remus to sing some more but before the old man could either consent or refuse, the notes of a horn were heard in the distance. Uncle Remus lifted his hand to command silence, and bent his head in an attitude of attention. "'Just listen to Dad!' he exclaimed with some show of indignation. "'Dad ain't nothing in de round world but old man Plato wid dat tin horn of his'n, and I bound you he's a-driving de six-mule wagon.' and a wagon full of niggers from the river place, and let alone dat, I bound you dare niggers strung out behind de wagon for more'n a mile, and to all a comin' here for to eat us out of house and home, just cause they year folks say Christmas most year. It's mighty curious unto me dat old man Plato ain't done toot dat horn full of holes long for dis. Yet I ain't blamin' em, Uncle Remus went on with a sigh, after a little pause, dem air niggers been livin way off dere in de river place where de ain't no white folks twill dare done in about run wild. I ain't a blamin em, dat I ain't. Plato's horn, a long tin bugle, was by no means unmusical. Its range was limited, but in Plato's hands its few notes were both powerful and sweet. Presently the wagon arrived, and for a few minutes all was confusion, the negroes on the home place running to greet the newcomers, who were mostly their relatives. A stranger hearing the shouts and outcries of these people would have been at a loss to account for the commotion. Even Uncle Remus went to his cabin door, and, with the little boy by his side, looked out upon the scene, a tumult lit up by torches of resinous pine. The old man and the child were recognized, and for a few moments the air was filled with cries of, "'Howdy, Uncle Remus! Howdy, little marster!' After a while Uncle Remus closed his door, laid away his tools, and drew his chair in front of the wide hearth. The child went and stood beside him, leaning his head against the old negro's shoulder, and the two, old age and youth, one living in the past and the other looking forward only to the future, gazed into the bed of glowing embers illuminated by a thin, flickering flame. Probably they saw nothing there, each being busy with his own simple thoughts. But their shadows, enlarged out of all proportion, and looking over their shoulders from the wall behind them, must have been something, for, clinging together, they kept up a most incessant pantomime, and Plato's horn, which sounded again to call the negroes to supper after their journey, though it aroused Uncle Remus and the child from the contemplation of the fire, had no perceptible effect upon the shadows. "'There go the vittles,' said Uncle Remus, straightening himself. "'They tells me that dem air niggles on the river place got appetite same as a mule.' let alone de vittles what they gets from Mars John. They eat oodles and oodles of fish. Old man Plato say that the nigger on de river place, what ain't got a fish basket in de river, or some interest in a fish trap, ain't no count whatsoever. 
Here Uncle Remus suddenly slapped himself upon the leg, and laughed uproariously. And when the little boy asked him what the matter was, he cried out, <laughs> "'Well, sir, if I ain't to forget this old nigger twixt this and Philomerdelphy. Year it is most Christmas, and I ain't tell you about how Br'er Rabbit do Br'er Fox, whence they both of em live in the river. I don't know what in the name of sense getting the matter along with me.' Of course the little boy wanted to know all about it, and Uncle Remus proceeded. One time, Br'er Fox and Br'er Rabbit live on the river. After they'd been living there so long a time, Br'er Fox loud that he got a mighty hankering after somethings besides fresh meat, and he say he believe he make em a fish trap. Br'er Rabbit say he wish Br'er Fox mighty well, but he ain't honin' after fish hisself, and if he is, he ain't got no time for to make no fish trap. No matter for dat, Br'er Fox, he took and got out some timber, he did, and he worked nights for to make that trap. Then when he get it done, he took and hunt him a good place for to set it. And the way he sweat over dat there trap was a sin, dat it was. Yet after so long a time, he got her sot, and then he took and washed his face and hands and go home. All the time he is fixin' and up, Br'er Rabbit is sittin' on the bank watchin' him. He sot there, he did, and play in the water, and cut switches for the whip at the snake doctors. And all that time, Br'er Fox, he pullin' haul and tote rocks for to hold that trap and during the freshet. Br'er Fox went home and rest hisself, and by and by he go down for to see if there any fish in his trap. He sort of feared of snakes, but he feel round and he feel round, yet he ain't feel no fish. Then he go off. By and by, long towards the last of the week, he go down and feel round again, yet he ain't feel no fish. He keep on dis away twill Br'er Fox gets sort of fag out. He go and he feel, but there ain't no fish there. After a while, one day, he sees the signs where somebody been robbing his trap, and he lied to himself that he'll just in bout watch and find out who the somebody is. Then he took and got in his boat, and paddle under the bushes on the bank and watch his fish trap. He watch all the morning, nobody ain't come. He watch all enduring er after dinner, nobody ain't come. Long towards night, when he just about making ready for it to paddle off home, he year fuss on the other side of the river, and lo and behold, here come Br'er Rabbit pulling a boat right towards Br'er Fox's fish trap. Looked like he done know how to use a paddle, and he just had him a long pole, and he'd stand up in the behind part of his boat and put the end of the pole again the bottom and shove it right ahead. Br'er Fox get mighty mad when he see this, but he watch and wait. He loud to hisself, he did, that he can paddle a boat perter than anybody can pole him, and he say he surely gwine catch Br'er Rabbit this time. Br'er Rabbit pole up to the fish trap and feel round and pull out a great big mud cat. Then he retch in and pull out another big mud cat. Then he pull out a big blue cat and it keep on dis away twill he get the finest mess of fish 
you most ever laid your eyes on. Just about that time, Brer Fox paddle out from under the bushes and make towards Brer Rabbit, and he holler out, Ah, ye, you're the man what been robbing my fish trap this long time. I got you this time, and you needn't try to run. I got you this time, sure. No sooner said than no sooner done. Bear Rabbit flung his fish in the boat and grabbed up the pole and push off, and he had more fun getting away from there than he had ever had before in all the born days put together. Why didn't Brother Fox catch him, Uncle Remus? asked the little boy. Shoo! Honey, you surely done lose your mind bout Brer Rabbit. Well, I don't see how he could get away. If you'd have been there, you'd have seen it, that you would. Brer Fox, he is there, and he seed it, and Brer Rabbit, he seed it, and even down to old Brer Bullfrog a settin' on the bank, he seed it. Now den, continued Uncle Remus, spreading out the palm of his left hand like a map and pointing at it with the forefinger of his right. When Brer Rabbit pulled his boat, he bleeds to set in the behind end, and when Brer Fox paddled his boat, he bleeds to set in the behind end. That being a state of the condition, how Brer Fox going to catch him? I ain't disputing but what he can paddle perter than Brer Rabbit, but the long and the shorts of it is, the perter Brer Fox paddle, the perter Brer Rabbit go. The little boy looked puzzled. Well, I don't see how, he exclaimed. Well, sir, continued Uncle Remus, when the nose of Brer Fox boat get close to Brer Rabbit boat, all Brer Rabbit got to do in the round world is to take his pole and put it again Brer Fox's boat and push himself out of the way. The harder he push Brer Fox's boat back, the perter he push his own boat forward. It looked mighty easy to old Brer Bullfrog sitting on the bank, and all Brer Fox can do is shake his fist and grit his tooth, whilst Brer Rabbit sail off with the fish. End of chapter 69